The King's Council community is designed to equip entrepreneurs to operate in excellence through proven God-given templates and kingdom principles. Now, we believe that entrepreneurship is God-given, which is why our mission is to create wealth and provision for the purpose of confirming God's covenant on this earth. So whether you are a new entrepreneur or heck, maybe you're looking to become one, looking to go from employed to deployed, then we have a program for you. Or if you're an existing business leader looking for that tribe or that community to run with to discover what true success and prosperity in life actually is, not just within the financial means, but mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually as well. If you're looking for that purpose, or if you know that God has more purpose for you in the kingdom, then the King's Council is the tribe for you. Like mindsetted, bold, kingdom leaders on mission, willingly engaging in the battle of business, continually conquering new territories to bring the spoils of the world back into the kingdom. The Kingdom Economy. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Meek, and we are wrapping up this eight-part series we've actually been doing on the seven days of creation, the God-given blueprint, the template that he's given us on how to create. Okay, we're talking about any anything that we're looking to create, whether it be our relationship, a new business venture, maybe we're actually even operating a business right now that we didn't go through this program that we can now take a a look back and start to implement this blueprint because the beautiful thing about this guys it's in a structure it's in an order in place in order for us to identify where we're missing the boat on this for example if you feel like we'll just take your your business for example if you feel like your business is maybe struggling with sales okay where we're just not we don't really, the sales aren't happening. We can't gain momentum. Okay. Day five. Then what we need to do is go into day four and ask ourselves, have we implemented the order that needs to be in place in order to have momentum, right? Are we actually tracking things? Are there measurables in place for us to, to be able to know if we're doing a good job or a poor job? And if that's not in place, do we have structure? Okay, go to day three, structure. Do we actually have a game plan, the business plan, or the the operating playbook of how to operate our business? Does everybody know what their roles are specifically and how to operate in excellence? If that's not in place, have we established the proper atmosphere in into what we're doing? Like, do, do people know exactly what the ultimately the vision is so we can develop a, an appropriate atmosphere, a culture, an environment where they're excited about coming to work and doing their task to their most excellent ability and then choosing to happily operate within structure in order to gain the momentum to last week we went into multiplication, to multiply, to scale our business which brings us to day seven, which is the Sabbath, okay, which is the, the day of rest, what so many of us know it as. And so I'm just going to read quickly uh, into Genesis. We're just going to cover a couple verses here, then we're going to unpack this a little bit and understand the importance of this and the true application of how it works in our own lives, okay? Because this day was actually created for us. God didn't get tired and needed a day of rest. I'm going to explain that in a second, but he created this day for us, 
for a primate reason, which I'll share with you guys in a second. So we're picking up here. Actually, this is chapter two, the very beginning of chapter two in Genesis. We ended at verse 31. It says that there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. Chapter two now. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Rest. Now, depending upon which version uh, or translation of Bible that you're using, the the original word there, the Hebrew uh, intent there was actually seized work. Okay, so God worked. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was very good. And then it says that He rested, which essentially means that He He stopped working. He seized work at that time. And there's a, a number of things that we're going to unpack from this. But essentially, what I want us to really understand is that God, through this process, he, he was creating for six days. This is a, a biblical representation of what we are to do, how we are to approach work in our own life, and the importance of taking a day, the seventh day, as a day that is set apart, that is, that is holy, that is sanctified. It's set apart for us to, number one, be able to rest and replenish our own body's strength and and mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, we need to actually uh, recharge at times, right? And I just think this is amazing that God actually set this day apart for us. But also, it is a time of, of remembrance and reflection in what God has done. Like God created everything that is, has been created at this point. He did it within six days. Okay, everything from, and again, it doesn't mean that he just got tired. Like he's like, oh man, that was so much work uh, creating the earth and and you know the sun and the stars and you know the the moon. That was a big task, and certainly we have those birds and those those fish. Like that's a lot of work, and I just I need some time to rest. No, 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 no. God, that's not how God operates. God doesn't get tired. That that wasn't the say the case at all for this. Okay, but it was more so. If you continue to read actually into Exodus, it was actually God was essentially establishing a pattern of seven days with six days of work and then ultimately a day of rest. And this is just so amazing that, again, just so many truths, well, obviously this is truth, but just so many under representations or understandings, blueprints throughout the Bible here that align with each other. Again, as we you progress throughout reading the the Word of God, you just see how one thing supports another, and just the just the amazingness of God and His ability to create, and knowing that there was a a purpose for everything that He did create. It was just like once it's spoken, once once He spoke the word and and speaks anything, it's it's forever truth. Okay, that God does not go back on His word. He does not uh, uh, take away anything. It, every word is built upon e- each word, and it supports each other. And that's really what these days of creation actually were designed to do as well. We started with vision, the atmosphere, the structure, the order. We've got momentum. We multiplied, and now there is the Sabbath and the importance of this actual day. And I had mentioned that 
God actually created this day for us. Okay, Genesis 2, 3 actually says that God blessed the seventh day. He blessed the seventh day. He made it holy. Because, and then God rest or he ceased work, ceased from creating on that day. Okay, and then if you actually go all the way into the New Testament, Mark chapter 2 tells us that the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I just, again, think that is so amazing that the Sabbath was made for us. Like he, he made us and then he knew that we were going to need to have this day. We're, yes, we are created in his image, but he knew that we were going to need to have this day of rest from all of the creating that we do. Because now we've been given this mandate to go forth, to, to produce fruit, to multiply, to subdue, have dominion. And that takes a lot of work, right? We physically, God does not bound by the physical restraints that, that we are. Right, so physically, we do need to take time to actually rest. Okay, it's a, a true application. Whether it's in our in our business or if you're working out, you do need to take time to rest. Okay, to actually allow your body to recharge, to heal in this process. And the important part of this day is actually it's set apart, it's sanctified. I talked about on last week's episode the idea of multiplying. And that we are, we should be representatives of Christ. That's what we are called to do. And, and as ambassadors for Christ, people should know. And, and one of the, the ways that they can know that is by us being set apart on a day, taking a day in which we actually rest and we honor God with this understanding of what the Sabbath actually is and, and what it is about, the importance of it. Okay, so God, through, He created, He created, He created, He created. And then he stopped creating for us to actually be able to rest. And I've oftentimes thought, like, why did he take six days? Why? I mean, he could have did it like that, snapped his fingers. But no, this is him laying out the blueprint for us. Okay, or Why didn't he take eight days or nine days or ten days? Now, he created six days as an example or as, an, as a representation for us. As I, as I mentioned, in, in Exodus, I believe it's it's chapter 20, where it goes on and it says that six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day rest. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. With these words, God commanded his people Israel to work for six days and rest for one. So that's why we have a seven-day work week. You know, a seven-day week, we'll call it, six days of work it should be, and then ultimately that day of rest. It's amazing. The understanding of this day is is holy, okay, and that this day is, is sanctified. It should be set apart, and that's what I was referring to of why we need to honor this day, okay, because as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm just as guilty of this, that you work and work and work and work and work and work and like you, you never take time to actually rest. And I'm sure some of you listening to this, that's hitting home. It's just like you think you just got to grind and hustle and and toil and stress uh, because if you don't do it, nobody's going to do it and there's not enough time in the day. And guys, I can promise you as an example, will you still get stuff done if you do that? Yes. It's a way to get it done. Here's the amazing thing, guys. You can go through life, you can do life, as many people do, and they suffer the consequences. Every decision that we make, everything that we do, there's a consequence. 
there's a decision that leads to what is it? Is it a good consequence or a bad consequence? There's a consequence though, right? And no different than if you choose to tithe or you choose not to tithe, you can get through life. You can absolutely get through life. You can manage your way through life. But there are principles in the word of God that if you operate by them and you get under them, the authority of God, and you start to operate them, there is a sense of freedom that is like no other. In addition, things just work better. For example, when you tithe, I can guarantee you if you're tithing in a manner that you, first off, you're cheerfully giving, okay? First off, giving back to God what is already his, that 10%. So he owns everything. He's given you the ability to manage everything that he's given. So at the very least, we give back as an honor, as a representation of, of who we trust in our life. It's God, okay? And I can guarantee you that 90% that's left over will go far, far, far beyond anywhere than that 100% that you viewed as yours in the first place. Ask anybody who's committed to tithing, and I can guarantee you they will give you that same answer. If you just trust, if you just have the faith, and this is where the enemy has done a great job, whether it's our resources, okay, finances, or our time, that we think we've got to be the one that makes things happen. So as an entrepreneur, we stress and we work 80, 90, 100 hours a week. We're working late into Saturday and on, on Sunday, and we're never taking the time to sit back, reflect, okay? No longer create during that process, reflect, but honor God with what he's done and what he will continue to do through you. No different than when you trust God with your finances and you give that 10% and you trust him with that knowing First off, if you're, if you're not tithing because you can't afford it, then I'm telling you, you can't afford not to. Take that to the bank, no pun intended. But if you're in a position in which you're like, I can't afford to tithe because you've made decisions that's put yourself in this position where you're over leveraged on the amount of money coming in versus what's going out, you cannot afford not to tithe. I'm telling you, if you get this right, if you get in there, that number one, you give back to God what's his, you pay yourself first in a manner that is used as a tool in which you're investing, and then the rest goes to those bills, I can promise you, I can guarantee you that things work out. But you got to get into alignment. You got to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which means an alignment within him. If you can get in that alignment with him, things will work out. And there's, this is no different than the Sabbath. Those six days, you work your freaking tail off because it's a, it's a form of worship and we get to work, we get to co-create with God, but honor him, honor him on that day of taking that time because he knows you need it. You need to replenish, to take a break from the mental strain, the emotional strain, the physical strain, the stress, and you got to replenish and spend some time with him, get in this word, spend some time with him and actually reflect and, and look at, man, is it good or is it very good? And then from there, you can take that day and then ultimately let's start back at day one. Was the vision true? Was it accurate? Do I need to change anything with that vision? Has, has God revealed anything to me that now maybe my vision is becoming a little bit more clear, that I can recreate the atmosphere, the culture that needs to take place, that I can instill different programs or methodologies into the structure, the playbook of how we're running things, that I can implement new ways of order to actually track things within our business or within my relationship with my spouse. 
Can I then actually have mo- gain momentum because everything up until that point has been retweaked and realigned, realigned, okay? And then ultimately, now I've got momentum to be able to go forth, to produce fruit, to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to distribute my products, goods, or services, and ultimately have dominion. And the only way that I will continually do that is if I take that day of rest, that Sabbath, that sanctified day that is set apart, that was holy. Okay, And this isn't just an Old Testament thing. This is true to this day, guys. There's an important, com- important component of just understanding that first back, just sitting back and realizing that, holy cats, God is amazing, right? And, and the Sabbath isn't like, I'm just going to church to listen to somebody speak at me. No, no, no. This day is set apart. It's sanctified. It's holy. It's something that you are seeking him. You are you are going to him on this. And, and it is a, a representation, yes, that you are honoring God, absolutely. But not as, it, not as a what other people can see and view. It's a day that you're going to spend time with him, alone with him, seeking him in order that that vision can be, again, just so crystal clear as you walk through, continually walk through and continually visit this blueprint, this seven days of creation blueprint that God has given us. Because again, the Sabbath was not created for God. He created it for us. It is sanctified for us. And if we do that and we honor him in that manner, we continue to live out our identity in him. We can truly live that that life that he's desired, that true heaven on earth, right? When we pray, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, right? He's given us, again, another blueprint on, on how to pray. What does that actually mean? Thy kingdom come on earth as it in, is in heaven. We're called to, to essentially join God in, in creating his kingdom. Thy kingdom come on earth as it in, is in heaven. We are to operate as we are building his kingdom for him on this earth, setting the the stage for ultimately the second coming of Christ. Okay. And that's where when we when we get into that alignment and under that umbrella of his will and we're starting to walk these days out, not neglecting, not forgetting what he's done for us. Again, part of the Sabbath is to take that time to remember, remember what God has done, giving thanks for to to what he has done. That allows us then to take on the next day, the next creation, the next uh, creation week, we'll call it, because this is this happens week in and week out, right? But honor the Sabbath. Do that and walk in the authority of him, of his word, displaying his glory, the creator of all, and then ultimately the savior of all, right? John 3.16 says that all who believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life as a representation of of what that looks like, that's what we are called to do. That's what the purpose of the seven days of creation blueprint. It doesn't matter if you're looking to create structure and order in your marriage, structure and order and momentum and multiplication into your business to sell for a profit, amazing. But then let's do that and then put that to work again as a representation of Christ on this earth. That's the whole point of of this seven day of creation blueprint, guys. And the crazy thing is, is a lot of people are operating this, whether they know it or not, they're doing these simple principles and these things, and they work. Okay, they work whether you're a believer or not, they work. But if you are a believer and you start to operate within these blueprints that God's given us, it's 
unbelievable the impact and the influence that we can have on this earth for him, for the kingdom. That's what this is all about, guys. So I encourage you to continually revisit these episodes, this eight-part series. We did a full overview, and then these seven days individually, revisit them on occasion to go back and, and remember, number one, stay anchored in understanding what this truth is, and then share it with others, right? That's really a form of how we can be fruitful and how we can multiply and subdue and actually have dominion on this earth is sharing what God has done in our life and what he continues to do in our life. I love you guys. I thank you so much for just participating in this eight-part series. And uh, as always, I will hear you and I will hopefully see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can also watch this episode and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.